0: miller and condon ken miller oh, mama! trent condon Four. this is miller and condon on des moines sports station 106.3 kxno
1: all right good morning everybody and welcome to miller and condon on a wednesday it's des moines sports station 106.3 kxno back to local programming For the remainder of the day, in fact, right until 7 o'clock, Hawk Central goes tonight with Chad Lysakow. Uh, Rick Heller's going to be a part of that program. Bumped into Chad in the elevator this morning. Got the rundown. and uh, So that's what's coming up on Hawk Central tonight. But between now and then, there's, of course, Trent and I for two hours. Murph and Andy uh, from uh, 1 till 3. And then the drive, Heather and Sean, 3 till 6. Here's what's coming up in our time slot uh, at the bottom of the hour. We'll catch up uh, with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. A lot of content he's been putting out there. We will uh, delve into some of that with Bill Bender. Uh, a lot of smoke. I don't know. Been a lot of smoke on the Colorado and the Arizona. You really and believe that? I do. I do. I truly do believe that it's coming because uh, I think the Pac-12 is in deep water. So I do, yes, to answer your question. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but uh, 12.05. Who do we have at 12.05? Do we get i today? Yeah, David i Good. Um Good. Baseball with David Eicholt and uh, get the latest on Hawks stuff. He, was, he spent last week, at least part of last week, it was in St. Louis on vacation. Maybe take a, get a uh, uh, kind of a, a review of what he thought of Bush Stadium
2: and those Cardinals. And Iowa loses the top hunter in the country to I Georgia. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that over the weekend. Uh, and Where's he from? He's from Minneapolis. So Which is where? Uh, just south of Iowa City. Gotcha. Well, in, yeah, Iowa City Within an hour, I believe. Gotcha. Um, Never had an offer, though. From Iowa. From Iowa. And I believe what Iowa... They've been burned a couple of times by kickers and punters. Specialists on mm-hmm. scholarship. Trent Mossbrucker, kind of at the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. And they are of the belief that they will be able to do enough bringing guys in as a walk-on and finding the right fit. Mm-hmm. Or... Trent, they're not going to punt a lot this year. I mean, they, they, let's just face fight. it. Slow down. They still got Tory Taylor for another year. But... The other component of this, they believe that. I don't think there's any doubt. You can see what they've done for most of the last 25 years, and Uh you can see that. Secondly, is... Maybe they just like the Australian pipeline better. Yeah, and well. they believe that they can find somebody better <laughs> sure. in that Australian pipeline and with Torrey Taylor and the success that he has had, mm-hmm. that they're going to be able to get a good candidate from over there. As we see, the NFL has been dominated with punters. What kind of message does that send, though? A kid in your own backyard. It's, uh,
1: look, I get it. You're going to take a look at your roster, and you're going to delve out your scholarships where you think that uh, you need to and if you believe that you can... You know, maybe you save one or bank one or bring in an international player. But at the same time, this kid's in their backyard. What kind of message is it sending?
2: If any, I'm just asking. Uh, that punters, they feel like they can find them. Mm-hmm. That, that is not a place. And if you win the job, and we've seen that, we've seen that with Drew Stevens, you win the job, you go on scholarship. Mm-hmm. You don't, you stay here Right, you're going to be a backup. Right. I think that's the message that it sends. Yeah. So this kid's going to go to Georgia, where they don't punt. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. I saw the number. But you get rings. I think uh, Iowa punted something like seventy-eight times last year. They How did. Many 36. Georgia did they really? <laughs> Half of that. Number. And they played three more games. <laughs> Jesus. Two that more is, games.
1: That is remarkable. Have you? Uh, since we're on this path. Yeah. Um, have you looked at the, any of the current odds for winning the National Championship? Gen- Is there any, a team that has
2: decent odds that have caught your attention? No, I haven't even looked. I haven't even looked. We're really keeping my eye out and looking for Big Ten, division odds, mm-hmm. Big 12, those kind of things. But no, I haven't dived in just because Georgia, yeah, they have a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's the question. But that was a young team last it year. It
1: was, it was.
2: Worst case scenario, they're eleven and one. They're mm-hmm. back in the SEC championship. Yeah, game, I mean
1: so. they've almost got their path stamped right. right? right. I went USC. I, I found USC and just took a stab. With that what defense
2: they? last year? Yuck.
1: Yeah, but they got that kid that is a in the Georgia uh, from Georgia. That true freshman. What the hell's the kid's name? Who on championship night was the best defender on the field? Um, and of course he transferred from Georgia to USC. So I get That's it's one guy. They got ten more to go. Yep, uh, but they've also got a pretty easy path, I think. Uh, to get back to that part, anyways,
2: Washington on their schedule this year? Uh, I'm sure they are. I think they are probably are. Boy, that Pac-12
1: is loaded with
2: quarterbacks.
1: Pac-12 going to be good. Pac-12 is going to be. Good. It is a quarterback heavy league. More Pac-12 news coming later. Um, <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> I kind of say it for four months. I kind of do. Well, they keep kicking it down the road. I mean, that's not a good sign. If you're if you're running one of those schools and you're going know, to keep getting told that you're well you'll find out here in a couple give me give me a week I'll need another week uh-huh. well give me two more months well, and now it's the end of August. Well, it can't gets be a little concerning. It does get a little bit concerning. Uh, all right. So, and what? Oh, David Kaplan, of course, mm-hmm. is going to be here. We'll catch up with uh, the Capman, Chicago Sports, as Morale does it again yesterday. Five in a row. This is an incredible story that we're seeing play out at Wrigley Field and ballparks across the country. It truly is a remarkable story what he's doing. Combine that with the streak that he was on when he was down here. I mean, this kid. Um, Safe to say, he's probably not coming back. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> right. If you missed uh, if you missed the morale era uh, at AAA this year, you're probably not going to be seeing a lot more of him. One would assume. He's anyway.
2: played 125 career games. He's got 25 home runs, 11 stolen bases, 62 knocked in, batting two fifty. Hmm. Pretty good. So over a year, if you were to extend that, that's about 35 bombs probably in his uh, first go-round? 29 would be the 162 29? game average. All right, my Canadian math was no, not No, 32. 32. There you go. Yeah, that I was a doubles. So. 32 homers, 80 RBI, 14 stolen bases, and an OPS of just north of 800, 814. And it's yeah, you'll not take
1: that. absolutely, and it's not like they. Um, We've well, never seen this kid before, but they'll figure him out. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of, uh, they've got a lot of uh, stats, etc. On him. All right, so let's go to last night. We couldn't have been any wrong. No, uh, it was um, look. I'm glad to be wrong. The way you play it played <laughs> out, we get another game. Have been. We get another game. Barkley last night uh, after the game on um, inside the inside the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't wait to open his FanDuel app. Couldn't wait. He's pounding the Celtics. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts?
2: So that game played out completely different than I thought.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought they had to be up in the first half.
2: They had to play well, and they, and
1: they stunk. And then the third quarter uh-huh. came. It's just... almost like they pumped it. At Barkley's attacking them into the locker room at halftime. Because at least something. Tatum, at least Tatum took it to heart. You can't say the same about Brown, although he was an awful. Uh, but Tatum was unbelievable in the final twenty-four
2: minutes. Did a lot of screening up top. Did a lot of the dribble handoff stuff and, mm-hmm. and that. Opened things up. Now, you wonder why it took three and a half games to get there yeah. to make that happen. Uh, Missoula. Tatum, Tatum finally scores a point in the fourth quarter for the first time in four that games. That
1: was remarkable when we heard that It's yesterday. unthinkable. It truly is. This is one of the best players in the game. And at
2: crunch time, he's disappeared. We're not talking about he hasn't made a three-pointer. No. We? Not a point. Not a point. In three consecutive games. Here are the updated odds to win the series from Circa Sports. The Heat. Minus 265. The buyback on the Celtics, plus
1: 225.
2: Mm. Still seems pretty short.
1: does. Your theory, bet them them every game if you think that's going to be the case. Oh, you're going to make a lot more money. Make a lot more money. Just keep rolling it
2: over. We got plus money last Mm -hmm. night with the Celtics, and you just keep rolling it over, and you're going to ultimately have a lot more there. For Game 5, Celtics are favored by 8. Yeah. I'll be grabbing those points. You will be? Oh, yeah. Uh, heat on the road. I
1: mean, they've done some damage in this series and the already have on the not road. Been good at home No, no, did that wake them up? Are, are they? Are they? Uh, I don't. Know. I would hope that it. You don't need to be nudged <laughs> right. in the conference championship <laughs> on, for crying out loud. This is like January, in the middle of. This is pretty big stakes on the line. But boy, they looked like a different team last night. They really did. They really did. In the third
2: quarter, it was a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and scoring by what, 15, 16, 14, something like that. You no, know, it's crazy. Miami comes into the playoffs. They were 27th in the league in three-point shooting. 27th. Think, Man, this team stinks. And mm-hmm. they stunk all season long. Mm-hmm. And then they start hitting shots. And it continues. Last night, back down to 25%. But a year ago, they were the best three-point shooting team in the league. How do you get that much variance without that much roster yeah. turnover that happens? But I started to think about it last night. All right, game five, back in Boston, you get a juiced-up crowd there, mm-hmm. 8.30 tip-off out on the East Coast, fired up, you get that one, and all of a sudden, that pressure, Vincent's banged up, mm-hmm. he had the ankle injury yep. late in the game, yep. suddenly, you start thinking, that pressure, it's yep. going to swing mm-hmm. very quickly yep. back the other way, and did you see who was in attendance last night? Well, Jeter was there, A-Rod was there, who else did I Well, those answer? two. That's where I was going. Okay. The last big three oh comeback. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh, uh-huh. You get a little of that stuff. <laughs> two thousand and four. Uh-huh. Now what do you do? You bring Kevin Lar in. Have him bring a little whiskey with them. Let's have a couple of shots. What did Let's he? Go. What, what how did? What did he refer to as the two? idiots? The idiots. The idiots.
1: I never put that uh, drew that correlation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. A Rod's there.
2: A Rod's hanging out there, there with Ant Man.
1: Mrs. Jeter's there.
2: Uh huh. Just got the wheels yeah, turning a little. Interesting. Bit. You know, David before. Stern isn't with us anymore, but. Mm-hmm. And I know the writers are on strike in Hollywood. Put together a script. You can <laughs> yeah. come up with this
1: one. No, I, listen, I, I read all about those, uh, those conspiracy theories on Sunday night in the Lakers game. I told you, NBA's not going to let the Lakers no. get swept. Not going to let them get swept. They got swept. Fixes in, blah, blah, blah. And here comes the second half. Um, Caleb Martin was really good in the first half yesterday. Six straight threes to begin And where was he in the second half? Did he score a point? I don't think so. I don't think he did. No. I mean I'm not putting a loss on him. I'm just no, no. just saying it was um he was he was good in the first twenty four, but not so much. Well, we may have a series here. Fair? Mm, not yet. Come not talk yet. to me
2: after Thursday. Yeah.
1: Okay. Friday
2: when we get together,
1: we can mm-hmm. maybe have that conversation. Because if Boston wins mm-hmm. Boy, the pressure's on Miami. Well, as you said, maybe it's not because the, the my, Boston's not great at home, and nope. Miami's done some damage on the road. Hope it's a series. Love to see if Game Seven on the our long Memorial Day weekend. By the way, have you looked at the weather forecast?
2: I God, or we ever do in Chicago? That's where I'll be. Oh, you are going to Chicago? Didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, heading. That's where I'm told. We're taking the You're kids going over. Going to Shy. Yeah, gonna hit up the aquarium, all that fun stuff over there, mm-hmm. and a weekend in Shy. What's the pier? Um Navy pier. Navy pier. Yep. You ever been? Yeah. What'd you think? I don't know, I was drunk. Okay.
1: Don't remember. You didn't, didn't miss stick anything with me. in my opinion. Okay.
2: Now again, well, I the kids this like is,
1: it? See, I'm I'm it's a long time since I've been a kid. This was from a pair of sixty two year old eyes at the time, so right. maybe I'd see it a little bit differently. Uh-huh. I I guess I didn't know what I had to expect. Um, that's kind of
2: my memory, too. Yeah.
1: This is it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Chicago's great. I love Chicago. There's yeah. It's probably and it's on a very short list of my favorites is in the summertime, and that's when you're going to be there. Is there a ball
2: game to see? Uh, there is. I don't know if we're going to pull that one off. A little bit difficult. Ticket prices were not exactly cheap either. Yeah. So probably not going to pull off a Cubs game. Um. Yeah, just probably it'll be a kid weekend. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of them turn into anymore. No. Well. Something to be said for that, Pops. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Yep. And we definitely will. Well, And uh, we're working on some details right now of us going to Chicago for... Yeah, that's going to be a blast, isn't it? Early November, mm-hmm. Wrigley Field mm-hmm. as the Iowa Hawkeyes will make their way to take on Northwestern. And plans are we'll be doing our show Friday from there. I'm going to maybe have a spot that Hawkeye fans will know if you ever hung out in Wrigleyville. Big Hawkeye bar, Merkles. We're working through some really? details. And we'll be broadcasting live there from... On Friday, do some uh, pregame stuff on Saturday morning. Got a lot in the works there, but working through some details right now. And of course, Circus Sports is launching in, in Illinois. Illinois, right? So putting the two and two together and making it all possible. But mark off your calendar, make it there a day early uh, on Friday, and we'll be locked and loaded from Shy Town.
1: How many tickets will be available for that? Any idea? I mean, I to can't the say, general
2: public. No, I'm just saying. Uh, let's say capacity for
1: baseball is 40. Yeah. Do they lose any seats? With the how they configure the field, I wouldn't think so, no, right? No, I don't think so. Is there a possibility to add any? If I don't, I've, I've, I, I don't think they recall. have in the past. Yeah, I can't recall whether yeah. they did or not. Because look, it's going to be really popular. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean. Don't, um I, I I do. I mean, there's this is a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I think for it Hawk is. Vikings. I think it is right. And there's a huge alumni base over there, mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, they'll snap them. I when mean, you've been to Soldier Field to watch the Hawks yes. before. It's it's difficult. To, it's a difficult ticket. Um, and
2: that's was 62,000. Now you're right. talking 42,000.
1: And this is a team, I don't remember the teams what the record was like the teams that were over there in the past, but we anticipate this one's going to be a pretty good year. Absolutely. Uh, they're selling season tickets like crazy. Did you see that Leistik House piece uh, here this morning? They're on pace and it's not the shiniest of home schedules. they are certainly been better. So you would have thought, you know what? Maybe they could kind of take a um, you know, a step back or whatever, but that's not the case. By the way, speaking of tickets, the tickets that are on uh, that are on sale as of now uh, to ticks dot com, they were. It's tough. Oh yeah, it's tough. Doc Fuller grabbed us two pairs. Oh nice. Uh, Fuller Family Dental. They wants us to give away to our audience, and he's going to do the same for football again. Um, but the pre-sale yesterday, so let me ask you this. Okay, Let me ask you if you have a problem with this. There was a pre-sale, limited pre-sale, they mm-hmm. called it yesterday. Um, I don't know who that was targeted. I don't know what you had to do to be uh, able to participate. In I that.
2: got the email about that. You but, did? Yes. So Trent Condon could have. Yes. Gotcha. So what was it, and how, how did you get it? Uh, because I bought things in the past from Wells Fargo. I mean I don't buy a So ton.
1: anybody that bought a ticket at Wells Fargo in the past that using
2: uh, I don't buy a ton of Wells I'm I'm not a big concert goer. Yeah. In fact I can't remember the last it was probably Garth Brooks five years ago. Okay. That I took my wife to. I yeah. don't go to many concerts, but I purchased things for So Wells Fargo you were you were given yeah. access to yesterday's pre sale. Yeah. That's interesting. It's not like I'm some kind of V I P. No, but, I mean when or, you said yeah. that, that uh, that stopped me from So uh, I think it's just as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You bought a Bought something from us in the past. Here you go. You're on the pre-sale list. Interesting. Because those sold out yesterday. They're pre-sale. Quickly. Yes. And, in, in fact, last night,
1: I got a link sent to me that you could buy tickets. That I guess somebody that was also in that fortunate group mm-hmm. uh, that you belong to. Um, on the floor, Section 116, $769 per ticket. Oh, Wow. Per ticket, for row one, get a courtside. Mm-hmm. Those tickets had a face value yesterday. We talked to our, our guy, Maury Hanks, the promoter. 150
2: bucks for those tickets. 769 bucks. I was going to pay that. Somebody snapped up that presale. Well, you want to be seen. I guess. Hawkeyes are coming to town. Only opportunity to see them here in Des Moines. Going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Going to rub elbows with some famous people. Maybe take a client. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people that are going to pay that, especially being courtside. You know. Even row two, you're talking about what? A third of that price? You know, I don't know, but fair question. Watch, yeah. watch a Lakers game. Yeah, <laughs> Those courtside being seen, uh-huh. that's important to some people. They like to be there front and center, mm-hmm. and there's plenty of people. So that are who, to who that. locally is going to snap up? Let's, let's speculate a little okay. bit. all right. Let's, let's
1: bring some people down to uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Who's gonna, who would want to be seen in row number one? Scott
2: Sipker. okay. All right. He I, li- he likes to be in those areas. I could definitely see Sipker being one of those all people. All right, that's Likes good. to be seen. Yep. Uh, let's see, moving away from the media I've remote. seen more pictures of Ray Cole on Twitter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ray Cole would want to be in those seats. Ray would probably also say, this was my idea. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, who else would be there? Oh, the, uh, the bacon guy. He'd definitely be there. Uh, Brooks. He's always seen across town. Can I ask you a question? But yeah. you, Do you know him at all? I met him once, okay. years ago. Is that all he does for a living? Because what a gig. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I think he has other things. Okay. I think he's a restaurant guy. All right. But uh, I met him. Really, he's a fun guy. And saw him. Went to Bacon Fest for the first time. Okay. Was that last weekend? <laughs> yeah. And saw him running around uh-huh. there doing his thing, wearing his bacon pants and, and uh, shaking hands with everybody.
1: I had a text. Tom Arnold, if he's in oh, town, might want uh, to be placed in the front Hawkeye row. guy Elvis. Little... Yeah, but he's... Yeah, true. Yeah. But you, he, the camera will find him whether he's in the first row or the upper deck. And right? we know that, yes, right?
2: Absolutely, because
1: they they want to find him. Yes. Who's a who's a who's really vain? <laughs> Let's make some <laughs> friends. <laughs> really, it's been vain. a long time since we went down one of these paths. We're really vain, really vain. That wants to it, um, that really wants to be seen. Absolutely. Any politicians? Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But they're not buying their tickets. I would. not Right.
2: Right. Kim will be a freebie. She'll be there. Yeah, don't blame her. All right. Absolutely. No. Hmm. A vain person trying to think of a hawkeye no, I'm out of touch I yeah. don't even know if you know if I have to be a hawkeye. Connect. It's just it's an event. be seen, right? right? Yes. It's just
1: an event. Anyways. Uh well, if you got tickets, hope you did. Um congratulations to you. She sells a bunch of them, doesn't yes, she? She does. <laughs> Oh, my This is not about the men's team. No, it is not. This is solely about the Pied Piper of women's college basketball. And she is. I get that Miss Reese is making a lot of money, and good for her. Um, Good for her. But um, the Pied Piper's Caitlin Clark when it comes to
2: all this. And I don't think Caitlin's doing too shabby herself.
1: No, good for her, right? No, Neither one of us begrudge them uh, at all. I see the politicians in Washington are trying to get involved with some legislation. They always... Put this stuff up, but have you ever seen any action? No, of course not, right? Yeah, this is—it's like a, you know, news cycle or two, mm-hmm. and you know they they get their name in the paper, um, they get on the cable shows or wherever they they want to run to, regardless of party affiliation, um, and then it just kind of fades away. Uh, but um, we'll we'll see. But uh, again, um, I'm going to try and get an update during our show how the tickets are going,
2: uh, whether there's. Um, you know, any opportunity to get more or not. Yeah, it's, it's going to go quick. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be looking at, if not capacity, close to capacity for a couple of on-the-surface ho-hum games. We mentioned Cleveland State was good last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the Vikings returned from their roster a year ago. And Florida a and is awful. Yeah. Another Fran special. We're not just going to play the bad teams. We're going to play the worst uh-huh. of the worst. We're going to club them. Yep. And in the new net system... That works because efficiency is a metric, and you win those games by thirty-five. It is so much better than the RPI when you used to play that. Mm-hmm. When do you do it in that fashion, now when you lose to Eastern Illinois, Eesh. that changes the. But equation they overcame just, it, though to they did. To their,
1: their, their credit, they did overcome. Which I thought it. they were dead. I uh, am. Yeah, I mean, you could see that, right? Uh, that wasn't a crazy take. Uh, Ashton uh, Kutcher, somebody
2: just uh, yeah, that's a good one. one. Yeah, Kutcher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'd want to be in there. Yep. That's good. That's good. Um, oh well, well, I guess we'll find out, right? When so are we. We're confident it's going to be televised, both of them, or are we? Well, maybe does streaming count as televised? See, I can't know. It doesn't in my world, but it does in everybody else's. Doesn't
2: this? So you think Big Ten Plus is that what you are saying? No, I would say like Peacock because that's going to be part of the streaming this season. Something like that. A Peacock is where you are going to see this. That would be my anticipation. Now, will BTN take both games? That also could be a possibility. I would hope so, because they're out of the football business at that point. They are, but what else is happening in the basketball schedule that day? Mm-hmm. And if there are you know a couple of decent games that are mm-hmm. home games for the Big Ten, you could definitely see that route. But, but
1: middle of December,
2: finals, will there be a couple of
1: decent games? That's usually the slowdown kind right? of
2: period. A lot of teams are kind of taking some time
1: off. I And oh, by the way, we're going to deliver you the Pied Piper of women's
2: college sports. Mm-hmm. How do you turn that down? Right. If how do you turn it down? You, of course you don't. Now, Peacock's going to get a number of games, though. Right. And when they get their choice, saying, you know what? It would be pretty good for us, and we can kind of yeah. get the whole state here. Mm-hmm. You get both games. Kind of like
1: ESPN with, Plus when they start. You know what? Mm-hmm. Jayhawk Cyclones, so this is yep. where we're going to park this uh, men's basketball
2: game. Don't be surprised. Yeah, fair say. point, Trent. Good point. Now, BTN, yeah, for their business, it would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. you got good games. You're probably going to rate well, certainly for the women's game in comparison to what you normally get for some kind of women's game at that point in time. But, yeah, I think Peacock, they're going to get some good games. That's this, I mean, We're seeing this happen in the NFL yeah. right now. We see, as we talked about yesterday, the flex scheduling for Thursday night in the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want Amazon, they're the first streamer coming in. They are going to bend over backwards to make this a positive experience. And the same thing for Peacock, as they now get into the Big Ten for the first time ever, yeah. NBC. yeah. Was there a Big Ten games back I can't remember. I don't remember, Trent. No. Now, local affiliate might have had it, but that's a different era. We're talking about the Mm -hmm. Iowa Basketball Network back in the 80s. Boy, that was a time, wasn't it? It was. Only time to watch sports for me.
0: Thursday nights,
2: the Hawkeyes take on the Buckeyes. (laughs) That was it. One game a week. That's all you can watch on TV. So weird. We've advanced. Yeah, I'll see. I mean... Did you guys get all the Jets games on up there? No. No, no, no. Any? Two or three. That's it. And it was a, like a freaking holiday when they what? were. sure. It was huge. No, there was hockey night in Canada. And that was it. That was it. That was what you guys said. Right. We had Thursday night Big Ten basketball with Iowa, mm-hmm. leading right into Knotts Landing. <laughs> I watched that show. So did I. That was uh, the night I got to stay up late. Yeah. Who was your, who was your Knotts Landing? Oh, I can't even remember the... I, I barely remember the premise of it. I was a little kid. You gotta help. That me was out a here. spinoff on Dallas, right? Yeah, it was. It yeah, was a spinoff yeah, on so. Dallas.
1: Yep. Um, I was at the time. So, what year was this? Was this the eighties? Yeah, this is eighties, mid
2: eighties to the late eighties.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna go down this path where I was about to go. Oh, really? I'll tell you. I had a crush on the what's her name Sheridan
2: N- Nicole Nicolette Sheridan. Uh, Nicole. Okay. What, what's another name? Uh let's see. Who? Let's look at the cast. Not here. a crush. We got Michelle. Lee yeah she played Karen yeah that oh, that her name yeah Joan Van Ark Joan van Ark that's the lady I she remember. was yeah and she was yes. uh
1: Valene Ewing, no okay, and who was her husband in that show uh Ted Shackleford, he played Gary Ewing, Gary Ewing, yeah, now I remember it's coming back Donna Mills playing uh, uh, Donna Mills, yeah, she was popular, uh Alec Baldwin might have been his
2: first break, and he was with Nick Nicolette Sheridan, right. Played from 1979 through 1993. What a long run. 344 episodes. Nod's landing. I don't remember what it was about. William Devane, I remember that guy. Yeah, I just remember, I remember his him. face. Yeah, he has a too. very specific Distinct. face. Yes, Distinct. And uh, that's the guy that I remember. Why was I watching the stupid show?
1: <laughs> I'm the same way. I was a little kid. I used to tape it. Really, it was that big a deal. It Was I think it must have been. Uh, anyways, all right, eleven twenty-five. Bill Bender, back to sports here. Um, we will talk to Bill Bender. Get into college sports with Bill. Look forward to doing that uh, again. I uh, hope you had success. I uh, will try to get an update on the tickets, how they have gone sales wise for this doubleheader on December the sixteenth. Um. I thought the prices were fair right I did too yeah you can get in
2: for a decent price for
1: 25 bucks you're in the building um And, again, we're going to have two pairs of tickets to give away at some point uh, during the fall. Dr. Fuller, Dr. Fuller, Stephen Fuller, FullerDental.net, two locations. He's 29th, and, of course, uh, now uh, they've opened up a brand-new office. Yeah, not brand-new anymore. It's probably 10 months old, but you get the point within the last year in Altoona. Miller & Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, (laughs) 106.3. Be, yeah, I was going to say it won't be long. It's going to be long. 101 days until yeah, the opener for Iowa and Iowa State. Is that what it is? Uh, let's get to Bill Bender. Just past 1130 on a uh, Wednesday. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXO. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. I'm guessing he's looking forward to that music as Trent and I, and well, the majority of our audience are. How are you, Bill Bender?
0: Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having
1: me on. I appreciate it, as always. I guess uh, we got to start with the news that just apparently within the last oh five or 10 minutes, seeing it for the first time, Michigan State is going to move their final home game, Black Friday. They're going to move from East Lansing to downtown Detroit Ford Field, so it it was going to be a night game. We saw the snafu, apparently, that Kevin Warren left behind uh, for Petiti to find what he sat in his desk. Um, The mess that he had to clean up. This is one way of doing it uh nbc gets their night game uh big 10 fans don't have to sit outside in the cold but you're losing a game uh, off campus Bill. You, i guess there's give and take your thoughts
0: yeah i mean you know this is part of the new world that we're going to enter and the, you know i don't i'm not particularly over the top excited about that i think you know anytime you take games off campus there's are Repercussions. I get what they're trying to do with these primetime games, and but I, I, I was explaining this to somebody yesterday. Somebody who grew up in Big Ten country. We're not necessarily fan of night games. You know what I mean? They're special occasions, not something that we need to do three times a year.
2: I like night games, and but you can't beat your fan base. I don't think over the head, and certainly those November games, even the ones that start in the late afternoon, they get chilly by the end. <laughs> And there's been plenty of those. This new Big Ten deal, we saw the story from Pete Thamel that came out on Sunday talking about some hiccups maybe left behind from Kevin Warren, including NBC getting the 2026 title game when he didn't have the power to actually do that, and Fox has left scratching their head. When we look back upon the Kevin Warren era, mm. how, how is it going to be remembered?
0: Um, I mean, some people didn't get over how he handled COVID, mm-hmm. but I say anything about that i mean that was just an unprecedented no, time that, I, I choose not to remember mm-hmm. um bringing in ucla and usc is going to be a very interesting part of his legacy because i don't know where that's going to go but but again i mean we're entering a new world college football big money obviously it's uh not big money it's huge money and this tv deal is going to increase exposure for the big 10 i don't think they've lost their spot in the pecking order no nope. um you no, know, it's the SEC and Big Ten and everybody else. And I guess if he wasn't in office long enough really have a legacy like a Jim Delaney. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Who apparently is still getting paid? Did you see that part of the story? He's getting a million a year. Is that right, Trent? Not too bad, right? Yeah, just for
2: a plus this go- consulting gig that he has oh, with the Rose Bowl.
1: Good. Yeah, I forgot about that mm-hmm. little arm of things. You know, speaking of the Rose Bowl, let's go out west, Bill. Uh, I know we've uh, every time we have you on, we we ask you for your latest thoughts um they've kicked the can down the road when it comes to this media rights deal depending on who you read who you believe whether you think that they actually have sources or not it seems like a number of people believe Colorado's about to jump and once they do arizona will follow suit very quickly what are you hearing when it comes to the pac-12 uh, and if indeed that this conference is uh teetering on the brink
0: yeah i mean we'll see i mean that's kind of the next domino. I mean, the last two summers we've had a a big domino that's led to realignment and major shifting in in the college football balance of power. And uh, we'll see where it goes. I I do think um, if the Pac-12 were to implode, Colorado would make sense to the big 12. The Arizona schools would make sense to the big 12. Oregon and Washington would make sense to the big 10 and the rest would be in a little bit of a lurch. Um, so I think that's something to consider if this domino eventually falls. I mean, there probably will be more realignment as these TV deals line up.
2: A program like Washington State, Oregon State, holding together the Pac-12 name, even if we see departures and we see the four corner schools depart, and Oregon and Washington depart, and you're left with Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, something like that, does the Pac-12 name still mean enough where We're going to invite the best of the best remaining from the Mountain West and kind of go from there? Or does the whole thing just disband?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I would be worried about, that it would disband. And this is a conference that, I mean, come on, guys. It it had USC, the (laughs) Rose Bowl, the West Coast. I mean, it's part of the college football tradition. And to see it go, it's mind-boggling to me in some ways. Like uh, I told you guys a couple times, you told me USC, who I grew up, Taking off the, the objective part, yeah. I didn't like USC growing up because they were a threat to the Big Ten champion in the Rose Bowl. And, you know, now they could represent the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl at some point. <laughs> it's just out of this world. It's it's nuts.
1: Uh, if indeed it does, Bill, my theory is the, big, the Pac-12 is going to go out with a bang. Why can't USC win a national championship? They got the best quarterback in football. Bear Alexander might have been the best defender on the field in that last year's national championship game as a true freshman for Georgia. I get he's only one piece, but he's a pretty damn good one. Is USC, I don't even know if you call him a dark horse, but they're certainly in the conversation, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously with Caleb Williams and, and that defense and everything they got there. Kingsbury um,
1: running right the offense?
0: Yeah, I mean. And, and we're helping. R- Mario Williams, the receiver there, they're going to score a ton of points. I mean, it's just the same story that we talked about with Lincoln Roy- Riley at Oklahoma. I mean, are they going to get enough stops mm-hmm. on top of that? And, you know, yeah, they're definitely strong class contender. And anytime you have the best player on the field, um, which is Caleb Williams, They're going to have a chance to win every game. So, I mean, they got to beat Utah first, though, right? Like those Utah teams showed that Utah isn't going to go away easy. And the Pac-12 got a lot of good teams.
2: And a lot of great quarterbacks, no doubt about that. That they do. Michael Penix and what he's going to do in Washington. They return a ton on both sides of the football. Oregon feels like they're kind of building to a positive way. The Bo Nix experience. Absolutely. This conference, and it kind of stinks that it's going away as we know it with USC and UCLA are they finally going to get a playoff team at minimum this year?
0: I mean, you know, it's been a while. I mean, Washington's yes. another hot playoff pick because Dylan DeBoer, I mean, we've got our coach rankings out today. The top 25 coaches, Love the full 133 out tomorrow. Um, he was the highest riser of power five coaches. And if you look at his track record, I mean, back to Fresno State, back to his time at Sioux Falls, this guy's a monster. Hmm. And he, he's clawed his way up and – I, I think he's actually falling under one of the coaches we're probably not talking about enough. Um, if that was Chris Peterson, imagine what he'd uh, be saying. Yeah,
1: fair point, yeah. That's true. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a tease? How about our two in-state coaches? Where do they rank?
0: Um, You know, Matt Campbell fell into the 30s, and, and Kirk Perricks is still in the top 25. and that mm-hmm. The top 25 portion is up. I believe he's 20. I'm trying to pull it up. Right Number 19, up. I see you got it right here. 19, and I mean... I think that's about right for him. I mean, there's some people that would say he doesn't belong in the top 25 because of that offense last year and that kind of thing. But I mean, they still win eight, nine games every year. He's had a good three-year run. And it would not surprise me one bit if Iowa won the Big Ten West this year.
1: I will be shocked if they don't. And, I, I mean, that's a pretty strong statement. But uh, I, I think that they've – Fixed what uh, ailed them on defense or on offense, rather, particularly under center. I like what they've done with the additions of uh, in the receiver room and the tight end room. Their offensive line can't be any worse. The defense, you'd think that they would take a step back, but I don't think that they will. Um, not much of one. Not much of one. Sorry, Trent, go ahead.
2: Well, speaking of that, Help us out with Wisconsin. The spring game was a disaster offensively. They're throwing interceptions. They can't block anybody. Now, the defense is still going to be really good. You have Luke Fickle very high in those rankings, by the way. You're number one. I anticipate it feels like more transition and more growing pains, and it feels like certainly both the regional and national media. Where do you see the Badgers this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, first year, there's going to be transition. There's going to be itches in it. I mean, when you go away from what they've been doing, I think, you know, Tanner Mordecai is going to be an interesting stopgap, but yeah, it reminds me of I was actually talking about this the other day when Michigan went from Clark to Rich Rodriguez. Now it's not going to be that dramatic, <laughs> but when you go away from what you've done for so long, there will be hitches in that, and it may take a while. So I still think Luke Fickle is going to do a fantastic job of developing the talent and getting Wisconsin back to to where they should be in that pecking order. But th- this may be a year where it's going to be hitches along the way, but and it starts with that quarterback and getting more production out of the quarterback position.
1: Uh, I know you do simple show a lot over in Lincoln. Um, where, where, where do you have what? What's your I guess? What would make a successful year for Matt Rule in the year number one over in Lincoln?
0: Bowl game. Mm-hmm. I mean, six feasible. Seven. Just kidding. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, in that division because that division's still so wide open. I mean, they've got to start beating Purdue. I guess they're beating illinois and, and those kind of things and you know then they can get into the mix with iowa and, and wisconsin on an every year basis i i do think matt rule will do a nice job there but it, it comes down to the same thing it did for scott frost and you know mike riley before him they, they've lost just so many one score games over the years mm-hmm. that at some point you got to start winning those.
2: the culture component of it you know they're they recruited fine during the Frost era. They brought in talent. It wasn't a talent thing, at least according to the recruiting services. It was that culture. How much work needs to be done there? You hear there were a lot of rumors floating around also about Frost and his personal life and just how a Araya riot Araya got. And on top of it, coaching staff, maybe not listening to different people. It, it just it felt like a mess. How much work does Rule have to do in that component of this Nebraska program?
0: I think he's off to a good start. I think part of it is just you know, the Frost hire was part of this narrative that they had to, you know, go back to the past. I think he is the right guy to bring them into the future. You know, and, and it showed they can honor your... You can honor your past, but you have to go to the future. And I think the, the Frank Solich thing that they did at the spring game was a sign that he is very aware of that. And wow. um, you know they really haven't got it right since they let go of Frank. And <laughs> true. And I think this is the chance to get it right. And Matt Rule... Yeah, he just, all he did was look at his work at Temple and Baylor. It didn't take Baylor as long Mm-mm. to get to the Big 12 championship game at all.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Bill, I read your piece
1: yesterday as we move from football to uh, some of your content that you're putting out uh, at the Sporting News. It's awful hard to compare, you know, two of the great ones that played the game. A uh, Jordan uh, James uh, kind of scorecard year to year that you put together. Uh, that exercise, once you got through it, what did you learn, Bill?
0: Oh, I mean that they're both great and it's fun and it, if you write something that makes both sides mad, you've done your job. You've done
1: your job. So, yep.
0: Yep. I mean, I had it at eleven to ten Jordan. You know what we did was took every year from high school through present day and just matched it individually by season because part of the MJ LeBron argument, my point was part of it that gets lost is like Jordan played in college in three years. Yeah. And accomplished a lot in college in three years and you know, that gets lost sometimes when you compare him and LeBron in the NBA. Of course LeBron played longer in the NBA. He started when he was eighteen years old.
2: LeBron retiring, you buy this?
0: I no, I think he'll be back. I think, you know, there's there's so much there. And you know, like I said, you'd want to enjoy both of them. And I'm one of those guys I'm situated in Ohio. Admire what LeBron's done. Grew up watching Jordan. I still think Jordan is the standard of dominant athlete in their prime These two examples I would use got Jordan and Tiger Woods. I said, in my lifetime, no two athletes have had a better prime than those two.
1: Hard to argue that point. uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, since you're in Ohio, of course, uh, uh, Jim Brown, arguably the greatest running back uh, to ever play the game. Some would say the greatest football player to ever play the game. Uh, It's been a long time, though, since he played the game, right? and sadly, uh, that 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 demographic to watch him gets fewer and fewer every day. Uh, how big of an uh, how big of a story was the pass in the state of Ohio uh, of one of the the greatest ever playing Jim Brown?
0: You know, I think it was one of those deals where he uh, he was fantastic. Um, that I have kind of talked about this, where he's one of the athletes that he would still be good today. Like, you can't say that about everybody that played in the 60s, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Jim Brown would be just fine today in the NFL. Uh, You know, and and not not to mention the training that NFL athletes have. I think he's uh, the the best running back of all time. Mm -hmm. I I think he's one of the best athletes of all time. And off the field, obviously, between his activism and acting career, Mm -hmm. he's one of the biggest icons of all time.
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. Bill better from the Sporting News. Bill, you have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend. What uh, The coaching list just came out. Uh, what else you got coming out uh, here uh, that we can look forward to for our Memorial yeah. Day perusing?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's what you can look at every Memorial Day. We'll get into bull projection soon. It's uh, moving along on this season, and as you guys know, it gets me prepared for the year, so definitely enjoy doing it.
1: And As, and as you know, it gets Trent and I prepared for the year, you <laughs> yes. doing the homework for us, and we appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Bill. We'll talk to you down the road. Right, no problem. Well, thank you, you.
1: Bill Bender, Sporting News. Uh, as we catch up with our... Uh, Jim Brown didn't play since the 60s. A couple of 60s running backs. Mm-hmm. Miguel Sayers, pretty good. Uh, and, of course, Jim Brown. Um, just phenomenal. But I agree. I, Jim Brown would fit into today's game. I and mean, you can't say that about... It's just so hard to compare It errors, is, yeah.
2: Right? Games changed so much. Equipment so much. I saw her training. Buddy Jimmy B was talking about John Havlicek last night. Yeah. It, Come completely on. Completely different era george mike do you think he'd be good in today's nba uh, i don't <laughs> but i don't think so either. maybe he would
1: train and be and, and uh you know play games getting up to the nba and who knows it's changed so much i mean guys used to have to they'd, they'd finish their season and they'd go to their job
2: right, right? you're an accountant
1: <laughs> right or wherever you teach school or you
2: construction sell it insurance right uh, that's not the case anymore When we come back, yes, I had this in my notes yesterday. We didn't get to it with our LeBron conversation. It's something Bill just mentioned. So, Bill and I are the same age, graduated the same year from high school. We and I see it exactly like him. I really continue to struggle to see the vitriol that I continue to see about LeBron. And I want to, I'm going to lay it out to you this way you were about my age when Ken Griffey Jr. was coming up. Mm -hmm. I just want to get your perspective of that. In comparison to what we're dealing with here with all the Ron Haters. The haters? It just is something that I really struggle with, and I, I want to kind of dive into that a little bit. When we all right, back. we'll do that. Miller
1: and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station,
2: 106.3.net.
0: Now, back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent.
1: Hi, Millery Condon Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We'll have a ticket update for you to kick off our number two. Ooh, Chris Conley is going to get me the information. Says it's essentially sold out at this point. Holy cow! Uh, but we'll get the the very latest. We'll do that before we get to David I. who will join us at 12:05. Uh, David Kaplan from Chicago with 12:30. Your your transplays of the day. That's I'm Looking me. at yeah. you. Yeah. Um, Uh, That's coming up at about 10 minutes before one. All right,
2: so let's get into the hatred for LeBron. Yeah, so I kind of thought of it this way. I have a theory. And I want to get your perspective and go back 30 years ago Mm -hmm. when Ken Griffey Jr. was coming up in baseball. Yep. Now, I was 11, 12, 13. I wasn't reading all the pieces. I got Sports Illustrated every week. I also got Sport Magazine. Inside Sports. Yep. Sporting News. Yeah, oh, I had it them. all. Had to have them all. I went to the library every day to read the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. That that was me. Those
1: were the days. I read a lot. But I don't remember. And you vid- better have your groceries by Saturday because the stores are closed on Sunday.
2: We didn't have that. Oh, you didn't have no, that? No, we didn't have that. Oh, we were closed. We were good. We were good at that. Okay. The Ken Griffey Jr. comes up. Backwards cap. yeah Flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Got some attitude. Sweet swing. And a little bit of the backwards cat. I, I do remember that frustrated many old timers. Yep. Play the game the right way. Put your ball cap on mm-hmm. straight. Mm-hmm. I got hollered at a time or two. Same thing when I had my head mm-hmm. on backwards. Yep, But short of that, nothing compared to what LeBron has dealt with the last 20 years. Oh, do you know what it is? It's the internet. Is it as simple as yes, that? Yes, it's social media. It's the internet. It's easier for people to hate. I think that's a good way to put it. Because I never hear... Well, he's no Willie Mays. Did but, you ever hear that with Griffey? No, Murphy? but where would I have heard it? There were still conversations. There were still debates. There were I, still... I, there
1: was that one... When I moved here in 89, there was that one show that came from Chicago and yes. one in Minneapolis with a bunch of guys smoking cigars. <laughs> right. Most of them are dead now. Dark Star. Um, I can't remember the Chicago dudes.
2: Yeah, had the sports reporters on sports Sunday reporters morning. Sports
1: reporters on Sunday morning. Th- that was about it. Yeah. That was about it. But I don't remember, and I think you just nailed it. But the and here's another thing when it comes to the hatred for LeBron. I think, I could be wrong.
2: The decision that was a part. Yeah. Now there were plenty of haters before that. He's such a different kind of player than MJ. He yep. is much more of a facilitator. Mhm. He is not a me first guy, he is a team first guy. Mhm. And because he's built differently and because he's bounced around, I get it, but See, I would say Jordan was a team first guy too. In the fact, he'll kick your ass cuz it's all about team. And it's you better all about come along.
1: Right, better come better yeah, it's all about winning, which is good for the team yes. and it's good for the
2: roster. Different ways of doing uh-huh. it, but yes. Uh-huh. Looking for a similar end game. Yep. LeBron has he been in legal trouble? No. Has... There's been no missteps. You mentioned the decision. That was a decision. He, he didn't, didn't handle it correctly. You know where he would have far surpassed Jordan? Jordan
1: in the ca- in the camera phone era? Oh yeah. I mean, LeBron has been in this
2: his entire life. Atlantic City? I mean, think of when Hart was in Vegas. Right. Now think of this being Michael Jordan. There are people who firmly believe that the two years that he
1: was away from the game of basketball was a hush-hush, behind closed doors, you're gambling you're going to be suspended let 's come up with something else because Nike's too powerful, your brand is too powerful we We need to do this, but we want to make this, this as easy and as seamless as possible play baseball that's one you of can the always come back
2: I believe in too huh. I think there is something to that, right, maybe not completely to a t the way you laid it out, but very something similar. I think there was a component. Of Ever of that. see
1: LeBron in a club with uh, late at night with somebody other than his? I mean, I, I after just, winning a championship, you maybe hear about those, right? But yeah, yeah,
2: it's such a rarity. Uh-huh. This guy has—he's buttoned up. He's been clean. He has put uh-huh. hundreds, up to thousands, of kids through high school and college. And college, yeah. He has done incredible things for his communities. Mm-hmm. He has not made a he mess. Has of, not turned his back on his hometown. He went back, won a championship, delivered Cleveland their first championship yeah. in any major sport in yep. fifty years. Yeah. And the vitriol uh-huh. and the hatred from some people. It's jealousy, too, a lot of them. a lot of it's jealousy. Too much, too soon? Yeah, maybe that. Or he's he not was the on annoyed my team. one.
1: Look, if he plays on my team, I love him. He doesn't, yeah. so I can't stand that
2: SOB. Yeah, but there's plenty of even Laker fans that I talk to. People that are longtime Laker fans. Now, they're not the same NBA fans that they were at one point, but they just can't wrap their arms around him. I love watching LeBron play. I'm not a LeBron fan. I don't get that. Because yeah, you like greatness. And we're I watching do. greatness. And he's a different level. Uh-huh. And it's just something that is very difficult for me to wrap my mind around. Why, if you're an MJ guy, why do you have to continue to tear down <laughs> LeBron the, to make cause, your point?
1: Because the conversation is, is, is LeBron versus my guy. Right. And I'm going to die on my guy's hill. And here's what I'm going to throw out there to prove my point. But there's been there's been no missteps that I've seen. The decision. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Some people, there's a couple of political things, but he doesn't go over the top. See, I don't now, I, I don't, again, I don't go searching for
2: those, mm-hmm. but I don't recall. I, I'm not a sure of his here, politics. There, but yeah, it's, it's nothing that is overt. It's nothing that's in your face. Uh-huh. It, it, again, I think it's something you're searching for something just to hate on him mm-hmm. for. I don't know. It just, it feels so different. I think you nailed it. It's the internet, it's yeah. social media. It's yeah. taken it to another degree where now everybody has a voice. Initially on the internet, still had to have a blog or a website right. to have a voice. Now everybody can have a voice.
1: Everybody does. I thought message boards were going to be the uh, end of uh, mankind. As we social social
2: media has taken it to oh, another level. Oh,
1: baby. Message boards are tame compared to some of the stuff that's out there now. It's just, people are mean. Anyways, uh, it's uh, noon. We'll give you a ticket update uh, on the double dip. December the 16th at Wells Fargo Arena. Chris Conley, uh, the CEO over there at the Wells Fargo Arena. That's not his actual title. Is that his actual title? I'm gonna call him that. All right. Um, He'll give me an update during the break. I'll pass it on to you, David Eicholt, and David Kaplan, our two next Miller and Condo, 106.3 Keksano.